Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to No Filler. This is our sidetrack episode for the week, and we are staying in the math rock vein today and uh, talking about a band from North Carolina formed in 1990. These guys are called Palvo. Um, I had never heard these guys. This is my first time listening to them. I really liked that little intro segment. I was definitely intrigued. It was, it was different. Yeah, they've definitely got the, the the 90s alternative rock sound. You know what I mean? You wouldn't call them grunge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they What year did this album come this out? This album came out in, 90, in 96. So so the song that the song that we played the, the the intro song that played us in uh was called The Purple Bear and it was on the 1996 album Exploded Drawing. So they are considered math rock. I think mainly because of the guitar and drum stylings, but they're also considered a noise rock band. And I think that'll be apparent in the main song that we're talking about today, the sidetrack for this episode, if you will. Um, but um, yeah, I wanted to kind of talk about math rock a little bit more before we get into it, because I feel like the more I've kind of dug into math rock, it seems like, the style of guitar playing that you and I listened to a lot of when we were in high school may be considered math rock. Math rock is one of those things that like it, it's a term that gets loosely thrown around and it applies to a lot of bands and a lot of, I'm not, I don't want to say genres, but a lot of bands I think incorporate parts of math rock into their sound, but those bands might not be considered a math rock band. You know what I mean? Cause they might be like primarily considered you know you know a punk rock or a noise rock band like these guys well that's that's like going back to green river the quote-unquote first grunge band yeah right you know and asking them at the time would you consider yourself a grunge band you know yeah and the funny thing is these guys Paulvo, uh don't like the term math rock so why is that it just says that they they disavowed that categorization let me see let me let me open up this interview Oh yeah, here we go, dude. This is a fucking article called You Can Call Paulvo Math Rock, but the numbers just don't add up. 
<laughs> Isn't that clever? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's this is, good. Okay, so this is an article in, on an online publication called Creative Loafing. They were interviewing the guys from Palvo in 2008. And um, the, the bassist, Steve Popson, he says, um, when all the press started coming back, people were saying things about how Palvo were the founders of math rock. And I think that's insulting the people who play really good math rock, he laughs. We never thought of it like that. So basically, they don't consider themselves math rock because it sounds like he's saying, like, there's way better math rock bands out there. Don't lump us into that because we don't consider our, our music math rock, you know? I would say that these guys probably fall more into experimental and noise rock. Maybe maybe they were they were lumped into math rock because of their guitar styling, their angular guitars. And again, I think that's that is, I think a lot of people when they hear that style of guitar playing, they think math rock and they put that label on something, you know. Yeah. I feel like Foles is one of the Foles is one of the first bands that I associate hearing the term math rock be applied to. Yeah. So, but maybe that's because, you know, we didn't really start getting properly into music ourselves until around the time well, I think, those came out. I think Foles like embraces the term. I mean, they have a song called Mathletics, you know, and that was one yeah. of their early singles. So like they, that's what they were, they were going for math rock. Like that's what they were doing. You know what I mean? It sounds like yeah. these so guys. So really what we need to do is dive into math rock a little bit more. Just, just on our own time, you know, because. Well, I've been doing these that. guys. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been doing that. Ever since we, we we started talking about Foles last week, yeah. the week before, leading up to it, and it just like I said, it just seems kind of like a um, it's hard to define. Like that's just what it what it comes down to. Like when you when you trace the the roots of it, you know, yeah. When when I listen to uh, so there's a Black Flag album called My War that people um, consider an early example of of math rock. Because it included unusual polyrhythms. That's it. That's the only reason. So, like, when I, I feel li- like that's what math rock gets boiled down to, is yeah. complex, um, yeah, complex rhythms. It doesn't matter what instrument is creating those rhythms. Um, it's supposed to be about like non-standard, like time signatures and uh, constantly changing meters. It also seems like with math rock every single member of the band is contributing to that complex rhythm yeah so so these guys are are thrown into the the math rock sound and i can see why and i tried to pick a a song that i think is a good sort of tie-in to foals so this song is really short so i think we should just play the whole thing um it's only like two minutes long so Let's play it. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it, Q, because this is the first time you're hearing it. Uh, so, again, this is Palvo, and the name of the album is Exploded Drawing. It came out in 1996, and this track is called Snowstorm in Iowa.
I love that, dude. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a cool track, dude. Like it's, I mean, there's just a lot going on, man. Yeah, here, let me tell you why I loved it so much. This song sounds like you're listening to the members of this band during a jam session, like yeah, almost like it's on the spot, kind of improving and playing off of each other. Which I guess that's where the math rock comes in, you know, with well, the guitar yeah, players think, bouncing think, off each other. Yeah, and I think that's where the the experimental rock label gets applied to them as well, a little bit, you know. Uh, especially when you listen to this album as a whole, uh, it's it's just under an hour long. There's 16 tracks. One of them is like 12 minutes long. The rest of them are about three minutes on average. So it's like there's a lot of different ideas on this album and a lot of different sounds. Um, yeah, yeah, dude. They reminded me so much of early Modest Mouse and the Pixies. So this is the the more like experimental side of the '90s that we didn't really get to hear much of at the age that we were. You know, we were pretty much just listening to what was on the radio in '96. You know, well, in '96, man, we were. That was nine. probably nine about old, the dude. time that we started buying our own records or not, CDs. I don't know about that. Man. Maybe not quite. I think um, at, at, no. at nine years of age, we're listening to whatever our older brother's listening to, which at that time was 90s uh, rock radio stuff. Like like we've talked yeah, about before. Like that's you know. kind of just how it was in the in the 90s, dude. Right, right. But it, you but know, it, you know, like it, you, it was it was good it was good rock nineties rock music you know like uh, yeah. like we like we've said in the I think in the first episode we kind of went through the list of like Smashing Pumpkins Bush you know Stone Temple Pilots and all that good stuff yeah you know the the the, the main hitters you know so like yeah bands like bands like this that were doing their thing in the nineties and bands like Spoon which is interesting because both Paulbo and Spoon started out on Merge Records around the same time. Um, we're doing this more kind of like, you know, the umbrella term is indie rock, but you know, yeah, that was that was under way under our radar, unfortunately. Right, right. Uh, but you know um, what's funny about Spoon is that like, Spoon has always been like the indie rock band. You know, what I mean, that I think of when I think of indie rock, I've gone to Spoon. But the irony is, I I was brought on to Spoon for the first time when I saw them perform on either Leno or Letterman and they did, um, the way we get by, but they, but they, they had already broken out of like the small indie record label type deal and we're doing a talk show. And that's how I, that's how I first started going, like getting into indie rock, the, the umbrella term indie rock, you know? Yeah. And by and that, that time sound, we were teenagers. that sound almost became a mainstream sound, you know? Yeah, you're right. Probably around that time. Yeah. But yeah, I really enjoyed that, and you know, hearing that kind of stuff now always just makes me wish that I was old enough in the mid to late '90s to appreciate this kind of music. You know, yeah, this is the kind of album that you'll hear playing, uh, you know, at a at a, a like a small record store somewhere. You know, this is this is the kind of like sort of under the radar yeah. stuff. And bands like Modest Mouse and the Pixies had a major influence on on my taste in music you know i just wonder how how it would have been if i got into them when they were 
releasing these albums. Same we with, were, with we his were band just, we were, I mean, we were too young, dude. That's just plain and simple. We were yeah. nine years old, man. It, yeah, it just makes me wonder like what my music taste would be like now if I had gotten into those bands back in the nineties. Well, there's gonna be we're gonna cover a lot of bands from 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 this era, dude. I'd love to do a an episode on Built to Spill at some point. And I know you're not oh, very I, familiar. Dude, with I would them love all. to. I've, I honestly, I've never gotten into them. I'd I'd love to get into them with you, dude. Yeah, we'll um, we'll do uh, keep it like a secret. That is, is a Built great to Spill album. the band that the two brothers from Mars Volta. No, I'm thinking of at the drive-in. Jesus Christ! But we got to do Mars Volta. Sure. Did you ever get into Mars Volta? No. You never listened to Mars Volta at all? Not really. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> All right, we're we're back. We uh we had a little side conversation there, and um, we didn't want to spill all the beans here, as Quentin likes to say. Uh, we basically just planned out the next four and a half months of episodes because we got really excited. Uh, but we got we got some greatness coming, in 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 the in the near future here for sure. Starting with Shaw Day next week, and that's gonna be awesome, dude. I can't wait to talk about Shaw Day, man. That is um, an album and artist unlike any we've covered so far. You know what I mean? So Yeah. And that's uh, another one of those artists that we have to thank old Papa Bear self for getting <laughs> us into. Papa Bear. Yep. We're talking about Promise by Sade, which came out in what year, Q? 1985. So this sidetrack didn't... W- didn't uh, cover as much math work as I think we wanted to, but I'm excited to listen to more of this exploded drying album. Yeah, uh, by Polvo. Um, I'm really yeah, stoked about it, dude. Put put it on your um, put it on your queue on Spotify. Also, I would recommend putting an album uh, by a band called che- uh, Chavez, not to be confused with Chevelle, which a lot of people probably think of. But definitely not Chavez. Def- definitely don't want to confuse it with that, dude. No, you do not. You Definitely will be don't. disappointed. Exactly. This album is called Ride the Fader. And it was another kind of early math rock type album. Uh, came out in 1996. So, same year. All right. Um, that's a sidetrack, right? We're done. So, that's our sidetrack episode. If you want to hear our full-length episode on one of our favorite math rock bands, check out our episode from last week. Uh, we covered Foles' 2008 debut album, Antidotes. One of our favorite albums of all time. Um, and if I may interject, I think uh, I think Antidotes to me is the is the quintessential math rock album. If you associate math rock with angular guitar playing, I don't think anybody does it better than than Falls, particularly on that album. I mean, and the not to mention the drumming, dude. I just think it's like it's the perfect math rock album and if you i think they nailed it dude i think yeah, they fucking nailed it yeah um yeah that album is uh, something special yeah so check that out be sure to subscribe to us on itunes give us a rating give us a comment let us know just give us something anything really. give us something yeah uh hop on to our website nofillerpodcast.com there you can find our show notes for each episode 
Um, pretty much, you can do pretty much everything on our website. You can listen to us on SoundCloud. And uh, next week, we're going to be covering Sade's second studio album, Promise, which came out in 1985. I cannot wait, dude. I can't wait to get into some Sade. I'm super stoked about it. It's going to be good Um, times, man. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, and that'll do it for us this week. My name is Travis. And I'm Quentin. Talk at you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.